Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Not it. Damn it. <laughs> Didn't say what I had to say. Someone really needs to check uh, satellites that are monitoring the orbit around this planet because I'm scared. General managers are just, as Cassie alluded to her in our group chat before we started recording, they're just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what works as if they don't know how to fix their mistakes. No, they're not saying it's almost what like works. they're becoming they're not saying what works. They're throwing things at walls to see if it will work. Because they I have know, no idea what they they're doing. They don't have the answers. They don't have the answers. Right. And they have to admit that to themselves first. No, remember they and... lie to themselves. They lie to themselves. They they're they're thinking that what they're doing is perfectly logical and well thought out, and it's part of their plan when it is not. Man, they've read too many leadership and management books. Live in-game update. Scoring machine Warren Fogel is just single-handedly carrying the Edmonton Oilers this afternoon. So do we call two penalties followed by two goals a Fog trick? Sure. Because nah, no one's punched him in the face yet. Well, there's, I mean, it's not a Gordie Howe hat trick. You know, it doesn't need to be a fight. No, no, no. no. Assist, I'm not but... saying he's involved in a fight. He just needs to get punched in the face first. <laughs> he rivals. Just because. I, I think he will one day rival <laughs> Timo Meyer for most punchable face I, status. I highly, highly doubt that. Timo Meyer is a cross between Eddie, um, Eddie Haskell. Eddie Munster. Eddie Munster <laughs> and um, Gordon Ramsay. Guys, you just look at and you just want to throttle them in their face. For no reason other than what they look like. It's just because they have a face that looks like they just deserve it. Speaking More of likely which, to get punched in Jersey or Carolina? Yeah, That's there's, the there's a... There's a hug watch going on in, in San Jose at the moment. Uh, you know, hugging people goodbye. Oh, I see what you're saying. That that wasn't my terminology. That was someone else's. Because Timo Meyer is not practicing, although he's at the arena. Or Yeah. So is he, and it's funny, he's not had trade-related reasons. Well, San Jose may not just be as upfront about their intentions as others. I don't know. Mm. Well, it was a nice week with this new term of phrase. And uh, now everyone's being copycats. Yep. Copycat league. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say the first time someone opens the door, everyone's like, wait, you can open that door? Mm-hmm. I've been going in through the window all these years. Mm-hmm. You, to which I always reply, you must have been a cesarean baby. Um, <clears throat> hey, I remember that. <laughs> so does my son. Just funny. Um, <clears throat> you guys are talking like stuff happened 
this week. Did stuff happen this week? No. I mean, nothing was promoted, really. Um, Boy, that's an understatement. Nothing that big. Nothing that big actually happened. I mean, other than Warren Fogle getting two penalties in the first period and scoring two goals. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. Um, you know, it, I think Pierre Dorian finally found the answer to what was wrong, what was off. Not necessarily wrong, but what was off with the Ottawa Senators. Too much Mott's Clamato. <laughs> See what I did A there? A little bit. Too much Mott. Too much applesauce? And, uh, you know, playing a team that lost a bunch of pending UFAs that were good uh, seems to be a good recipe for them. Play a team that's missing NHL caliber players and um, freeing up some space for a person who I once deemed 40 goal potential, but probably won't get the runway to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. How do you take a pure goal scorer and not let him do the thing that he's good at? Put him on a Daryl Sutter team. Make him a hockey player. Wait. <laughs> There's that too. Put him in the <laughs> NHL. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Hmm. Um, put him. Put him uh, at a position that they're not comfortable with. Um. Put him. On the New York Islanders, put him on a Barry Trotz coach team. Still no bingo yet. Yeah, it's just like all my other time at the bingo parlors. This game is hard. Yeah. Just tell us. <laughs> David Quinn says Timo Meyer has an upper body injury. Day to day, not sure if he'll play tomorrow afternoon or not. From Corey Massasek. <laughs> mm. Oh. So they're sticking by the traditional um, he's out because he's injured rather than for trade trade reasons. <laughs> well, the thing above his neck makes him look like Timo Myers. Therefore. Uh-huh. <laughs> he got one, one of his teammates didn't go. They went in a little too aggressive for the hug and ended up punching him. Uh. <laughs> Oh, it's it's the missed high five, right? Oh, the, that it's was the missed high five. Bump. Yeah, it's it's well, I I have an infamous story of nearly being concussed by one Steve Ballmer, who was in his typical Steve Ballmeriness, frenetically running around the audience, and I was, as someone who was sitting in an aisle seat, he was attempting to high five everybody as he was running down the aisle, and he is not a small man. Um, he's like 6'4", 260, and I can clearly um, remember every detail about that big mitt as it whooshed past my hand and just barely clipped the top of my head. Um, his wedding ring was nice. 
It was a titanium. It appeared to be a brushed titanium type thing. Glad <laughs> it didn't connect because with the the sausage fingers he has, that probably was a five pound ring. Um, Did it have it stone though? Because you know that makes a no. difference. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. It was palm side, so I wouldn't have. You know, the stone would not have impacted me. Got it. Yeah, um, my life flashed in front of my eyes at that point, and it was really quite boring. <laughs> so, as we sit here on this day where weather's happening in our various locations, and it is a time that's not relative to anything, um, who's going to have the most circus animals appear on their trade deadline show because nothing will be happening that day. <clears throat> nope. Nothing. Are they still obligated say- knowing going into the day, knowing that nothing is going to happen that day? Are they still obligated to fill up what? Six, nine hours of, of trade nice. time. Or can they just cut their show down to like, you know, half an hour, two hours. <laughs> Well, I think they, they need just to just review everything that happened mm-hmm. the past two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't even think. I, I think if they want to keep it, um, what they need to do is like um, uh, put on a classic game. You know, put on a couple of classic games. You know, like Game Sevens of Stanley Cup Finals or something, and then break in with live in-game updates for live trade events, and not mm-hmm. sit there right. and and you know you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Oh, and not just review highlight packs of yeah. players who just moved on their new teams. Yeah. Just come to their shifts and say, hey, this is what this guy is doing well. This is what he's doing differently in this location that he wasn't doing, you know, in, um, you know, burning, Col- I mean, British Columbia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Anthony Bavillier. God. Um, I mean, he got one last night. He's, you know, well, he's allowed to shoot. Now. Yes, and th- and that's it. That's why I'm saying, poor Anthony Bavillier. You know, he just couldn't ever find, couldn't connect with Barzal. Just didn't know how to play on a line with Barzal, and there wasn't anybody else there that he could sync with. That's why I feel, you know. They're kind of, and they're kind of doing the same thing to poor Oliver Oliver Wallstrand too. There's a there's talent in those kids, and they're just stifling it. Speaking of Eddie Munster lookalikes who need to be punched, <laughs> how about Lane Lambert? <laughs> I mean, he just he grew up. And at all those conve- Eddie Munster conventions, you know, it just, it's just kind of sad. He's oh, better with the beard. I wonder who he's going to cosplay. Mm-hmm. Not his boss. <laughs> Speaking of cosplay, really quickly, this is a complete, well, it's not a complete non sequitur, not like this show would ever have... <laughs> Existed without a series of non sequiturs. Um, what do oranges have to do with it? Um, I, uh, I, uh, one of the one of the videos suggested in my um, trademark video name 
streaming site was uh, a cosplay convention done up here, not recently, um, the comic book, the Seattle Comic Con from last year. And somebody cosplayed Gritty as a Playboy bunny. So for those of you who do not know or are sane, Playboy bunnies used to just have like a one-piece bodysuit type thing Drop top, you know, crop, not crop top. Um, it was like a, it was like a one piece bathing suit. Bathing suit, yeah, yes, with the with the plunging neckline, and then they would invariably wear some style of fish note, fishnet hosiery, and heels, and then bunny ears. So this person, the little bunny puff tail. Oh yes, that's that's. I'm sorry. Yes, and the bunny puff tail. So this person went full out, got got a full gritty mask, um, put gritty fuzzy orange bunny ears on it and then found an orange fuzzy one piece bathing suit and put gritty's honky no or because gritty has a purple honky belly put the purple honky belly on her rear end and found orange i mean it was just one of like okay that i didn't think gritty could get more disturbing but (laughs) you found that layer of turning gritty into a playboy bunny okay and I'm so all... sure images of his Easter costume just didn't leak. And that's I started wondering, not wondering, I started saying to myself, well, if there's any any mascot that would do it, it would be Gritty. Mm-hmm. Cause Gritty's got like absolutely zero chill. And his 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 GAF tank is fully on empty. And see, see, you, you did, you said the, you said the, the, the infamous words, the words you probably, the words that probably should never have come about, out of your mouth, the, as if gritty couldn't get more disturbing, and immediately I thought of ten different ways it could be more disturbing. I, <laughs> like, thank you, thank you for the imagery and for that. Uh huh. Uh, I'll sleep well tonight. I don't know, Cassie. Oh, yeah, was... I, I do know. Okay, I, yeah. then I, you know, then all of my suspicions about you were correct. Say, <laughs> so I only look sweet and innocent on the outside, all right? <laughs> oh, I, I knew you weren't sweet and innocent. Some of our, uh, some of our off-cast chats have proven that. Um, I <clears throat> didn't think you were that disturbed. Um, <laughs> I keep a lot to myself for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Times that you just kind of need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I do that a lot. Things go through my head. I'm like, huh? Yeah, no one wants to hear that. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> my God, it must be nice having that filter and actually somewhat functional. Um, <clears throat> so the OV office, the Gretzky office. When are we going to start talking about the dry subtle office? Because he just did it again. And he isn't playing for Edmonton anymore. The off wing, two feet above the goal line, one timer. You just you figuratively cannot stop him from that from that happening. 
I mean, I mean Sam Coast has has his office, and nobody talks about that. And how well, how long he's been in the league? And it, it's because it became the OV office. Mm. It's the same damn spot, right? right. Yeah, Drat just did it again, or Octung Baby, as I prefer to call him. Um, so Tyler Mott, was there some other trade that happened this week? Yes, and it was a good trade, but it was about a market that we don't like to talk about. So um, anything else happen? <laughs> when Kyle Dubas gets a new job next year in a different market... Oh, it's going to be so delightful. Well, they're going to... Uh, all the Sioux Greyhound players are already in Toronto. What's he going to do? Bring them all Trade to his him. new team? Yeah, he's going to have. He's going to end up bringing them all to his new team. Mm-hmm. Or he won't be able... Well, he won't be able to, and therefore he will win the cup? Mm. No, see, at this point, if he trades, gets traded to... Or traded. If he signs with another <laughs> team... <clears throat> I can think and talk at the same time. Uh, when he gets, when he signs with another team, he won't get any more Sue Greyhounds. He will just start collecting X Maple Leafs that he had on his Leafs team, which happened to be X Sue Greyhounds. So, oh dear God in heaven! He's well, here's the problem: when Darren Drager's second cousin is promoted to interim GM, and who knew that? Individual X was Drager's second cousin, but um, like the entire roster will probably be traded outside of Matthews before Dubas has a chance to sign a new contract with a different team. Yeah, I don't think anyone's untouchable off Toronto. I think I think that. Oh no! But what I'm saying is, I think everyone's going to get moved. It's just going to be very hard for Dubas to reacquire all those players from all those different teams. Mm. Uh, no, what other GMs are, are gone at the end of the season? Where could he go? I have a few ideas in mind. Oh, do tell. One I won't say because um, I value my life. <laughs> so I won't mention the New York Islanders. Mm. No, he won't go there. Um, Lou suddenly retires well, and appoints him as his successor. Well, no, nepotism. His son's getting that job. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Calgary will probably need a new GM at some point. <clears throat> But I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be a team that really doesn't need a new GM, but someone who's looking for fewer responsibilities. That settles it. He's going to Arizona. Ooh, then go golfing. He won't have to wait until the end of the season. He can, or after the first round, he can just start golfing whenever. Well, no, Cassie, because his first move will be to bring in his former star player from Toronto that he was now going to collect, mm-hmm. who will be available to him. And be playing at home, you know, where he grew up. Yep. And with uh, Connor Bedard behind him, 
Wait, did Michael Nylander play for the Coyotes at one point? I'm very confused. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, they are just going to continue to try and chase that kid out of town. Regardless of what he does, has a great game, trade him and get some more help. Has a bad game, trade him and get some more help. Oh, you mean fans of sports are... um rigid and can't get over themselves fickle fickle grumpy um easily um easily well easily persuaded by by people whose entire plot in life is to be contrarians and not know anything about the sport that they actually cover but you know, because they've been doing it so long, everybody kowtows to him. Because obviously they've been doing it long, so they must know something. Well, no, that's not the case. Wait, what? When did we start talking about Edmonton again? Edmonton, Toronto. Know. It's like they're the same place almost. At least hockey-wise. Kind of a little bit. Um, <laughs> and you know, raid your piggy bank if you saw Minnesota being, you know, being the money launderer in a deal. Good for them. I mean, that was really interesting. I mean, it really doesn't prevent them from doing anything this deadline. It's off the books come July 1st. So it doesn't affect them when the hammer really hurts next year. And there's absolutely zero money involved. There's zero cash. Mm-hmm. It's literally just paper. Um, it's 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 virtual salary that's already been paid. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see if we'll see if people actually get to see any hockey anyway. I believe forty-seven thousand was the figure I saw. It'll technically cost Minnesota. Like, uh, and I'm very confused because because Ryan O'Reilly does not have a four nor a seven in his jersey number. I don't know that's <gasps> this map. Uh, division, you, you're right because it's it's going to come down to the um, the floating point calcula calculations being applied to. But are- Oh, how much whether it's whether it's forty nine point nine percent of his salary technically being retained and they just round up to fifty. You know, well, that that's kind of stuff. that's what that's what Toronto does, but what they should be doing is ceiling, not flooring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god damn it. Richard Belzer died. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people like in their nineties going. Okay, well, that wasn't Richard out. Belzer. <laughs> let's not. Out, let's are not we sure it. about that? Well, I, he always has. He's he's been one of those people that's always looked old. He's the he's right. the inverse of Paul Rudd. Oh, so that's where Paul Rudd was channeling his aging to. God. Yeah. It. Yeah. For everything. I think Paul Rudd's doing it. Somewhere inside the family, because uh, apparently his like thirty year old kid looks exactly like him. 
So like a 30 year old kid, like Paul Rudd has looked like forever. Okay, hang on. Oops. It's a picture of Dorian Gray thing going on. Yeah, a little bit. More than a little bit. Oh, dear God in heaven. He just, okay, you know what? He just cloned himself. That's not a son. <laughs> That's just a clone. The clone that will replace him when he get when he starts looking old? Yes. And everybody will just think it's just him more? He, okay, he literally just cloned himself. We're not we're not kidding around here, folks. But Paul Rudd can't play the same character in ten different live action shows, so he still has some work to do on Mister Belzid. Yeah, that's true. God, Richard Belzer was a wicked stand up too. Damn it. Uh, um. <clears throat> So who who are the who are outside of outside of Timo Meyer, which by the way I do love the shirt that the fans in Jersey's were or the fan in New Jersey was selling. Although it is somewhat of a copyright infringement from one Sarah Sivian's "Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Nino Nita writer." Um, what else is oh Gavrikov? That was the other one. Gavrikov and and. The one that started this all that still hasn't been moved. Isn't that funny? The guy that loosened the ketchup in the bottle with his being sat out for for trade related. Oh reasons. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a week plus later and he still hasn't been moved. Patrick, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you with this live in-game update. And I think you're to blame for this. Mm-mm. You cited his name and things happened. Nino Niederreiter, a little under three minutes left to go in the game, ties the game at three for the Nashville Predators against the Minnesota Wild. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Nito Niederreiter. You need to use your power for good. Or at I least, did. Or at least benignly. <laughs> I did. Any Nino Niederreiter goal is good. Okay. How much more benign can you get than a tie between Nashville and Minnesota, Cassie? I mean, well, you know, Minnesota uh, fans may not be happy with you. <laughs> a Matt Nieto goal for the Avalanche? Uh, uh, no, that was a that, that was a Darnell Nurse own goal. God, if you don't just for the love of God, no, it was oh, I'm sorry, it was Cody Cece. That was a Cody Cece own goal. Oh, it was a beautiful deflection well, by Cody CC too. It, it was. I it mean, it was gorgeous, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it should be a kicked-in goal, technically. 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 <laughs> I think that rule should apply to both sides. <laughs> it totally should. It, it, Cassie, it was actually a really beautiful skate deflect. He turned his skate perfectly. To direct the puck not the, his own net. <laughs> not the best own goal I've ever seen, but it's top five. Well, uh, unfortunately, um, Nino's fire 
is a bit dimmer with 20.4 seconds to go. Ryan Hartman gives the Minnesota Wild the lead. Someone else whose name has been floating around in trade rumors. If Minnesota's going for it. Why would they trade Hartman and Green and Jordan Greenway? I don't get that. Anyway. Dude, they don't think that they can like go deep. Go deep or go home? You know, is that what they're thinking is? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are teams that are not satisfied with just making a first round entry and exit, you know? Some no. teams actually expect to go deeper than that, and maybe they think they can't, so let's scrap the season. Well, they clearly need more captains then. Mm. The captain That's, quotient uh, is, uh, well. It's entirely too low. Mm. You know, that's, you can't. I mean, certain certain teams just like to play the hits from the late 90s, early 2000s when you acquire, I don't know, Brian Leach and Ron Francis and Doug Gilmore. I don't know. Just a bunch of old captains. Yeah. Which, you know, technically they have acquired four former captains of other teams. One via free agency, three via the last three trade deadlines, and hasn't that done them wonders? <laughs> Absolute no. wonder. I, I think you know. I, I think they're playing the like the Powerball lottery odds. Just keep playing the same numbers. You're bound to hit. Mm-hmm. As someone who doesn't play the lottery, I don't buy it. <laughs> hey. Odds are odds are in your favor at some point. Mm, Law some of probability. Point. If you live three thousand I mean, years. Exactly, Cass. I didn't <laughs> say when. Did I? No, you didn't. And technically everything's a fifty fifty anyway. Either it's gonna happen or it isn't. Because you don't get to replay time and replay the event a thousand times to see who would win. So it's fifty fifty. It's gonna happen or it's not. Well, unless we're in a computer simulation, and then who knows? Oh, we're in the multiverse now? Right. Okay. Just please give me out of Dom's computer, please. <laughs> We've fallen back into the Paul Rudwell, haven't we? <laughs> now so, uh, we use Benedict Cumberbatch, and we're all good. So, did, did was there any, like, um... Conclusion going on with the Board of Governors meetings regarding that, like, missed. No. Okay, I think so. No. They just they were basically told which teams will be getting some of their money back and which teams probably won't. Yeah. All right. So I didn't see anything, and um, everybody was like, at the time, they're like, oh no, they're having an emergency Board of Governors meeting. And I'm like, okay. And then I heard nothing after that. <laughs> they had. I, I love how they did it, right? They said they were going to have an emergency BOG meeting for something that everyone and their dog knew was going to happen months in advance. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, they put out they put out the the boilerplate of boilerplate statements. You know, it's basically insert event here. The NHL is monitoring this close situation closely. Uh 
at least the terrible sports commissioner came out and said, yeah, we have a plan for if they um, completely dissolve. Batman didn't say that. Oh, I said the the worst one. Rob Manfred. He's worse than Gary. I don't pay attention to baseball. He's worse. He is worse than Gary Batman. How can you be worse? It's possible. It's possible. Well, I, I know it is, but you have such a pablum sport, but for some reason still makes gargantuan amounts of money. And why don't you just, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. Well, I mean, he actively tries to make the product worse, unlike Batman, who passively does it. Well, everything in hockey is passive, so of course that's the way that's going to play out. Yeah, you know, it's the Except old Canadian the farm system. Well, there's a whole debate on that, too. <clears throat> um, <laughs> great. <laughs> Apparently someone someone is listening in on my conversation. You're bugged. Hi, Hi NSA uh, agents. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's probably... I'm sorry. Jeff's probably too busy looking at his personalized Ryan O'Reilly stick, so it's not him. Um, no, it's Professor Brian Cox, apparently, because I just had an email show up that's, you know, why going faster than light leads to time paradoxes, literally, as we just started talking about physics and passive. And yeah. Uh, we were starting, we almost went down a quantum theory route. You say that like that's a bad thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. I love <laughs> I love talking about the who's quadrophenia. Oh, you meant fit, oh quantum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I should make an album called Quanta Quantum Phenia. Sure. Just use you know, everyone went gaga crazy for Tool because they did a song using Fibonacci sequence. I'm like, okay. Okay. Wait. What is the name of the album again? Quantum Mania. Quantum Phenia. God. Quadrophenia. Quantum Phenia. Can you please somehow get Mr. William Daniels to be on that cover art? Exactly, probably one person in the universe gets that joke, but I had to just get it out of my system. Exactly, probably. <laughs> well, as, so as, as our physics, it depends on which one of the multiverses we're in, Cassie. Okay. It's like saying almost, it's like saying always, never. <laughs> It depends. Someone on in our listening audience was a Boy Meets World fan as a kid, <laughs> and they know who Mr. Feeney is. Mm. Oh, Mr. Feeney is. I wasn't a Boy Meets World fan, but I know who Mr. Feeney is. Um, is Vladimir Tarasenko happy to be out of St. Louis, or is he ecstatic, ecstatic to be out of St. Louis? Oh, is this a trick question? Well, <laughs> well it depends he on which hasn't one suffered an upper body injury <laughs> for lockjaw from smiling too much. Is okay. this a, is this uh, a Tarasenko's cat in a box question? <laughs> 
Tarasenko's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got me going on the physics thing, you know? <laughs> you know, that all I can ever say about that is that just proves Schrodinger was a dog person. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Thought exercise. There were no cats harmed in the making of that theory. <laughs> Except the one that was killed. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Which just goes but back were to they cats. harmed? Killed and harmed. Two different things. Mm. No, this is true. It depends on... No, it's a dead or alive situation, right? So it's got to yeah. be... Harmed can be alive, but yeah. Injured. So. Right. Yes. And, and Schrodinger's cat's a binary state. It's either alive or it's dead. Right. Harmed is a transitional state. Therefore, it's not Schrodinger's cat. It's Tarasenko's cat, apparently. <laughs> he just looks, he looks like he's having more fun. Which, I guess, you know, someone plops you on a line with, with Artemi Panarin and says, go have fun. You're going to have fun, I guess. It's kind of how it works, I think. So the throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks metaphor, I think Chris Drury found one that stuck. Found a meatball that stuck to the wall. <clears throat> Whether Tyler Mott sticks will be an interesting <laughs> exercise. I mean, he should know in theory. Yeah. Your hypothesis seems sound. I mean, nine regular season games should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> I, I... Sample size, that's a that's a perfect sample size. Oh, I mean, why do you think that's the, the threshold for rookie deals to be, you know? It's one it's it's just over one tenth of the regular season. It hurts. <laughs> Don't get me started on sample size because it's, uh, it's a perfect sampling rate. Uh-huh. It is. Uh-huh. Cassie. <sighs> 200 hockey men can't be wrong. <laughs> Unless they're all related to Daryl Sutter. <clears throat> Sorry, God, I have something I... in my throat. <laughs> God, I really want to make that 30 Helens meme, except for 200 <laughs> hockey men. Just get 200 guys out in the field nodding to everything. Mm-hmm. No disagreement, no nothing. 200 hockey men believe the Edmonton Oilers needed enforcer. And then just cut into, you know, like Mark Spector, you know, doing the doing the Helen bits, right? A good enforcer would be very beneficial to Connor McDavid. You can't go, you know, and then you cut over to Darren Drager, you know, a good and for it's just like uh, 200 hockey men agree. The Edmonton Oilers need an enforcer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> sadly, sadly doesn't like... have the gall to do it. They should have this segment <laughs> on March 3rd, but they won't. I mean, even if you wanted to do it, you know, do it kids in the hall style and just get 30 hockey men. The joke is still there. Sadly, it would turn into, like, for a lot of those hockey men, it would turn into the whole Colbert report thing where some people didn't realize that show was a joke. 
a joke? <clears throat> it was, yes. Oh my god. Wait, the onion is satirical? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> it is I predictive. Mean... It is turned into <laughs> an oracle. <laughs> I think whatever AI is running, you know, our universe has been been being trained by the onion. <laughs> I mean, the no, onion's just run by a bunch of former uh, Simpsons writers, is it not? No, because that. Well, I guess it might have been because they're funnier than the Simpsons. So if they left the Simpsons, they're no longer writing for the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And The Simpsons back in its heyday um, was pretty damned funny. And predicted a few things in our world. Oh, God, did it ever. God, that's funny how many times events have happened and you can just sit there and pull a Simpsons episode where they literally did that thing from like 20 years ago or something. Oh, there's also man. just is that just like there's an XKCD comic for every every comment. That's also pretty true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Telling you, they're oracles. The AI, if that AI is anything like the AI is currently going, then they're just copying pasting from like. <clears throat> From the Onion and and the Simpsons and a couple of other places into uh, play, you know, plagiarizing and remixing everything into what they think is going to happen. So I would I, I think it's Family Guy, South Park, Simpsons, and the Onion are what they're play or, or what they're cribbing from. I should say I won't say plagiarizing, but they're definitely cribbing. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. So does Chikrin get traded? That's, you know, after all of this, is he actually going to get traded? Want to bet he's the only guy who gets traded on the trade deadline? Anyone of significance? Jesus, that would be hysterical. And having had to sit out that entire time because they thought they had it. They, they thought they were going to get a deal done within a few days and then kind of boom. And now getting another deal done is just not going to happen until, oh god, that would be epic. Oh, that would be epic. And that happens like first thing in the morning and then Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It it happens before any of the shows have started. Right, and then they talk about it for an hour and then they've got nothing after that. Oh, please. This is one of those ones we can't manifest into existence by sort of our malicious, I won't say malicious, our, what would we call Mischievous. Mischievous is good. Yeah. Our mischievous means? I think this one might be beyond our our, uh, capabilities at the moment. We need to build up to these things. Yeah, we got to get one across the finish line first. Mm-hmm. What one do we want to get across the finish line? <laughs> Clayton Keller to Buffalo. God damn it, Pat. I think you're onto something. 
Clayton Keller to Buffalo. It's not okay. the center that they probably need. It's the center they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> you set it up. I just had to finish I, that. I, I, <laughs> like I am going to blame you one iota for landing that plane. <laughs> Look. Sometimes you just have to sell that puck across the slot over to Leon and just let him do his thing. Yeah, I don't know how good an idea it is to let me do my thing, <laughs> especially while we're recording. <laughs> There's, like I said, there are just some things in my head that the world does not need to hear. <laughs> I don't buy that one bit. <clears throat> oh, oh, I do. <laughs> He has got a very movable deal. Mm-hmm. No bonuses for the next three years. Pretty good cat. I mean, it's probably a little on the high side for him, but seven million ain't bad. He's only twenty-four. The Pagulas can afford his base salaries for the next few seasons. What's the return? That's what I'm wondering. It's far, far less than what we were going to get for Horvat. Because <laughs> we had the deal. We had the deal. The Horvat deal was almost identical to what we were proposing. Just the wrong team in New York. Yep. Hmm. <clears throat> I think we're I think we're too late. I think it's we we have come as close to the trade deadline as we could go to like make something happen unless we capture the right people's ear. If you're just going to do a, play, a, a game of telephone, it's probably not going to get there. Eric Comrie. They do need another goalie. Everybody needs another Jack player. Quinn. No, I don't think they give up Quinn. I don't think it's going to take I think, that. I, I think it's one of Krebs or Quinn, and I think they like Krebs more. I no, I don't. I don't think for Keller it's going to take that. You don't. No. No, I think it's. I think it's a pick and someone a little older, and I think you give them Philly's second round pick this year. Because it'll be the higher of the three they have. Mm-hmm. Comrie, because Demko is out for the rest of the year. Demko. Yeah. Bob, not, not, God, I'm keep thinking, I keep thinking Keller's in Vancouver. He's not. It's the other dude who was in Vancouver. Um, Brock Besser. Besser. No, not him. The, Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, um, I think uh, Henestroza, because he's UFA at the end of the year. And his salary is buried, yeah. Yep. I think that would, I think that would probably be enough to get him out of Arizona. Let me go put it up on NHL 23, be a GM mode and see. <laughs> see if you get the preliminary approval. Yep. 
We don't all the all the trades ever make are are approved by the league. It's just whether the other jack wagon will take it or not. Who the hell? God damn it all, mother of God. I can't think of who it was now. Former Arizona player went to Vancouver. Connor Garland. Thank you. God. Took me a minute. Took me a minute. Hello, Patrick. Because I always got Garland and um, Keller mixed up because they're both kind of smaller guys. Like 5'10, 5'11, kind of like little water bug, cliff, cliff rotting wannabes. Now, wait, <clears throat> is that 5'10, 5'11 listed on the roster or actually 5'10 and 5'11? Because um, there's two different those Yeah. Two I, very I, different things. <laughs> this also depends on what multiverse we're in. Mm. I sort of I sort of go by um uh known quantities when they're on the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, and then lop off about 3 inches from known quantities height to get, you know, a standard. So anyway, they're they're sub 6 footers. Sub six footers. <clears throat> um, I don't know, Cassie. There's eleven days. We might be able to get this one through. <laughs> well, I mean, if you do, then then uh, uh, or we do, then well, because it's not really me. I'm not really involved in this one. But <laughs> you know, if you do, then you know, good on you. But um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's cutting a little close. I don't know. We we might be playing we might be playing the playing into the um, frenzy side of the market. Mm. Well, see, and then we have to drop this about three days before the trade deadline. Well, you got to soften the ground now, and then ramp it up by by altering the deal slightly, right? Like in, fit, what, in favor of one team or the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think we might be able to do it. Hmm. All right, let's do this here. Um, who has a little quiz time for you, Cassie? Uh-oh. Who has the highest number of players on LTIR? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Just take a stab. Think, think uh, about Colorado. I was going to say, think about who you know is cheating the system, so to speak. Uh, Colorado, uh, Tampa. Uh, I don't know. This is hard. What if I were to tell you that the Colorado Avalanche are twentieth? In, LT, in number of players on LTIR, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are 24th. I would say that you're a lying liar, and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Currently leading the clubhouse 
and players on LTIR are the Montreal Canadiens mm. with nine. Is there a limit on that? Or is it just salary limit? Salary limit. Their projected salary cap for the year will be $95 million. Now, to your point, it's not about how many, it's about how big their contracts are. Mm-hmm. Vegas currently only has four players on LTIR. Their projected cap hit this year is $96 million. Mm-hmm. The Lightning only have one, and their projected cap hit is 89 So everyone complaining about the Tampa Bay and Vegas, you know, gaming the system. Well, yeah, but they're in the bottom third of the league of teams that are gaming the system with the number of players they've placed on LTIR. Are they making more money? Are the players that happen to be on LTIR making more money? Yes. Doesn't matter. Montreal has nine, Vancouver seven, Columbus seven, Toronto six. The Caps, Flyers, Sens, Ducks all have five. So enough enough of the whining about gaming LTIR. Other teams do it. Everybody does it. The only two teams that have zero, literally have zero, are Dallas and the Rangers. 30 teams are, quote unquote, gaming the system. So shut up. All y'all, shut the hell up. Yes, I'm pre-arguing on the internet because it's fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Any commentary, Pat? <laughs> but these teams are terrible. <laughs> in they're the good one, and they're essentially playing by the rules. So it's all relative to your success in the league? Of course. It's supposed to be, right? <laughs> Everything is relative to whatever my opinion is. Okay. That day in that mood, right? Exactly. Okay. It's... Oh, oh, this thing makes logic, but it doesn't make me feel good. So I'm going to argue against it that this is nonsense. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading the cover letter for, for my assistant GM application. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Somebody do it. I mean, I, I'm, I, Vegas is the top of the heap, but, you know, signing someone for $1.5 million seemed like a great idea. Who would have that been? Brett, I mean, Philip Jacobs. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. 